Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of the Greek Connection podcast. Today, we have Mike Manados, who is a special guest. He'll be representing the Oki Day Foundation. So, Mike, how was your day today? It's great. Thank you, Alex. How was yours? Pretty good. So, entering the interview, what is the main mission of the Oki Day Foundation? The Washington Oki Day Foundation was created now 13 years ago in Washington. There was a time when Greece was going through its economic depression. And uh, the only news you saw about Greece on the night was the Molotov cocktails, the demonstrations that not only was Greece's economy failing, but it was pulling down Europe and the rest of the world. So we in Washington wanted to create a presence that would remind the world of its great debt to Greece, not only for creating democracy thousands of years ago, but for saving it in World War II. And there's a great story there to tell about Ochide and how as the, after the Nazis had rolled over 15 countries, little Greece stood up and said, ohi, or no, and not only showed great courage in that moment, but helped uh, change the outcome of the war and save democracy for the free world. Mm -hmm. I believe it was around 219 days that we resisted the uh, German occupation. That's about right. And that's uh, one of the long, more, longer than any other country by far. Mm -hmm. So moving on to our next question, how exactly does the foundation commemorate the events of October 28th? So what we do every year is we honor people who um, I think what's unique, particularly unique about the organization is that uh, a lot of Greek American groups honor Greek Americans. And it's a wonderful thing. I think we're very proud people. We're proud of the success of our people. But this organization does not honor Greeks at all. It honors people who are in the world, in the world news, um, who in the spirit of what the Greeks did in World War II, we are honoring for their courage. And so uh, that's really what we do is we find people who are the, the known worldwide for the remarkable David versus Goliath courage, right? Like the Greeks did, like, like little Greece did against the, the Goliath of the Nazis. Now we're honoring people like last year, we honored the, uh, the president of Ukraine, uh, Zelensky, standing up against the Russians, showing great courage who, when he received the award, talked about the power of Ochi, the power of no. We honored a, a young woman, a Yazidi woman, who stood up against ISIS, uh, who two years later got the Nobel Peace Prize. And wow. her acceptance speech referred to the, the power of no and saying no to, to slavery and no to oppression. So that's those are the types of people that we honor every year. Uh, so instead of the Greeks celebrating Ochi Day, we have non-Greeks who are showing Ochi courage, talking about the courage of the Greeks. So essentially, like, there's a slight aspect of, like, Philhellenism, almost like Philhellenes coming in and, you know, attributing to, you know, what Greece has done and what the Greeks have modeled for them as a way to say no, right? Even yeah. the Greeks themselves of 1940, right? They weren't the first Greeks ever to say no. If we look back to Leonidas... The Spartans, the Thebans, all those guys, they said no. The odds were all stocked against them, but they made sure to make a make a stance. You said it exactly. Really, really well said. The Greeks throughout courage have shown, throughout history, have shown great courage. And uh, it was it was really in, in World War II where the world took great notice. So we talk a lot about courage and like a lot of these descriptive words. So in regards to philotimo, a lot of people can't really, you know, give a good definition. If I ask my yaya, she'll say one thing. If I ask my dad, he'll say another. 
So, Mr. Manados, how would you define the word filotimo? So, as you may have seen, we created a film about, gosh, almost 10 years ago now called The Greek Secret. And mm -hmm. the point of it was to highlight all the various aspects of the word filotimo. It's, it's you know, love of honor, I guess, would be the technical definition, but it means love of country, love of family, doing the right thing, uh, giving to others for and asking for nothing in return other than love. And uh, it's this constellation of really admirable qualities that I think the Greeks pride themselves on. And so this film, if you want to find it online, you just Google the Greek secret and you'll find it. It's now been viewed by over a million people around the world. Uh, but it gets in and, and takes some of the most successful Greek Americans and asking them um, what their definition of philotimo is. It's a fascinating uh, study of the word and entertaining too. But it is a, it's a wonderful way of uh, that the Greeks have, have lived their life throughout time. Mm -hmm. It's almost like an everlasting pride. It's almost like, you know, a pedestal that you have to mark yourself against, you know, just because your Greek doesn't give you the freedom to do this and that you always have to, you know, level yourself against something else. You have to understand, look, look at the bigger picture, right? If you want to go through the easy option, that's not really going to help you. Sometimes it's important to take a step back and be like, okay, take a step back and do do what's right you know that's right absolutely it's not good to force something yeah interestingly enough we actually played that uh filotimo video in my greek school last week so it's good <laughs> to be talking about it that's great it's still making the rounds this many years later yeah so i asked you about filotimo so now what does the word ohi mean to you so we, in recent years, created a tagline about the positive power of no, right? And it's really not only something that shows great courage, but it inspires others around you, as the Greeks did in World War II. Um, so we've created this hashtag of hashtag Ohi courage, the, the courage to say no, uh, despite the odds are against you, but doing it uh, for a greater cause. And um, you, you find it more and more these days, people are familiar with Ohi courage and, and the unique uh, Greek way of standing up. Uh, but you see it in every culture, in every, every part of the world. Um, we can talk more about it later in the interview, but there's a really exciting initiative that we had launched this year that is the next level of the Ohi Courage Awards. And it's about celebrating courage around the world. We can talk about that later. For sure. Kurayo. It's a big word. How can I say this? For me, ohi, like, it means a lot, you know? At first, as a Greek, you just, you know, you like to slap ohi on everything. No, I don't want to help you, dad. No, I don't want to help you, mom. But then you start to realize ohi means much more than just, you know, the art of doing something or not doing something, right? Ohi, when, um, when Metaxa said ohi, when he read the when he read the memo, right, and said oh he or when he said guerre, right, mm -hmm. it meant something completely different. It had like the fate of a whole country, the fate of the world attached to one single word. So for me personally, whenever I say the word oh he, I'm always reminded of that because it means much more than just a simple yes or no. It decided the whole fate of the world. That's true. <laughs> That's a great way of thinking about it. That is Greeks, when you say oh he, a lot goes with them, right? Based yeah. on the history of that word. It's a thick word. Anyways, uh, I found out that you guys host like uh, galas every single year to honor um, Greeks, right? Sorry, 
honor Greek Americans. So what exactly is the Foundation's Gala? So the Oki Courage Awards is actually a, a, a couple of days of events, but it's we call it the Oki Courage and Service Awards. What mm-hmm. we do earlier in the day is we have this very, very special ceremony, the National World War II Memorial, where we honor three Greek American veterans who showed mm-hmm. great courage in their service to our country. Uh, the three Greek American, the three veterans we honor are one that fought in World War II, one that fought in Korea, and one that fought in Vietnam. That night is the Ohi Courage Awards, which I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, we give out two courage awards, one to a male and one to a female, who in today's world are showing the, the David versus Goliath courage of the Greek showed in World War II. We also give out a third award that night that's very special called the Metropolitan Chrysostomos Award. And it's given someone to someone who's shown uh, great efforts in, in a fight against uh, anti-Semitism and discrimination. It's named after the Metropolitan who on the island of Zakynthos in World War II, when the Nazis came to the mayor and to the Metropolitan and said, give us the list of all your Jews, they said, we'll get back to you tomorrow. They then went and told all the Jews to hide in the mountains or they would baptize them uh, Greek Orthodox. And the next day, they, the Metropolitan came back with a list for the Nazis of all the Jews. The Nazis opened the list and there were two names in the list, his and the mayor of Zakynthos. Mm-hmm. So that was showed, showed great courage defying the Nazis and um, anti-Semitism. So we give that award uh, to those who are doing so in today's world. This year, we honored the American Jewish Committee's Director of International Jewish Affairs, Rabbi Andrew Baker. Past years, other recipients have been uh, uh, Shimon Perez, uh, Nobel Peace Prize winners, and even um, uh, Congressman John Lewis, who the first award he received posthumously after he passed was the Chrysostomos for his uh, efforts to fight uh, discrimination. So it's a, it's a really special evening, very inspiring evening where we honor uh, courage and the fight uh, against injustice. That's such an epic story because although what ha- happened in Zakynthos happened with that priest, um, my grandpa was telling me a similar story in his town in Castoria. There used to be like a lot of Jews in Castoria and he was telling me actually that him and the priest were pretty good. Uh, They're like family friends because their families were related. And he was telling me that the priest did something similar in, um, I think it was 1942. And eventually, like the Jewish population, well, some of them were spared, uh, thankfully. There's a lot of like heroic displays by the Greeks, even if, you know, it caused them to put themselves at risk. They always made sure if, you know, if they could evaluate their costs and there was a way out of it, then they would spare some first before they spared themselves. Very true. That, that I think there's a misperception of the role of Greece during World War II with regards to the Holocaust, because unfortunately, a large number of Jewish people in Greece were lost because of the way of the setup of the city of Thessaloniki and some other factors. Many of the Jews there died. But uh, family by family and, and officially through the church and the, the Greek government, they uh, showed great courage in, in fighting anti-Semitism and, and stories like you, you tell there. Um, and, you know, it was made very clear by the Nazis. Anyone found hiding a Jewish family would be executed. So they did so at great personal risk in helping uh, save uh, Jews from the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And that ties back into Ohi, right? It's setting your standards. Right. Anyways, on to like a different story. Mm-hmm. What story have you heard from the foundation, from your time at the foundation that has really like changed you? 
a great question. You know, um, I find this moment every year and I was talking to my kids about it. I've got a 18, 16 and 13 year old who have been with me since we started this foundation 13 years ago. And you get so caught up in, in making an excellent event and honoring these special people. Now, all of a sudden, I'm taken aback that because of this foundation, because of our work, we come into contact with people who are literally changing the world. Uh, one of our honorees, um, Vladimir Karamurza of Russia, a journalist who uh, was poisoned by the Russians, almost died, um, lived, that was a wife and, and three kids, went back to Russia, was poisoned again, almost died a second time, and, and lived. And so we honored him with our Courage Award. That was back in 2018. Then the war in Ukraine breaks out. And Vladimir Putin says anybody who speaks against the what they call the operation in Ukraine will be put in the jail. Vladimir Karamuza, who lived in the D.C. area, got on a plane, left his wife and kids behind, flew back to Russia, and on CNN uh, called the Russian invasion uh, a war and an invasion and spoke poorly of Putin. Hours later, he was arrested and thrown in jail where he still is today. So you've got people like that who are sacrificing themselves, their families, all for a greater good. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think we all on some level consider ourselves to be good people and, and brave people, but boy, there are few in this world that have that level of sacrifice and commitment to a cause. That they, would, they would make that kind of sacrifice. We were blessed to have his wife, Evgenia, and his two daughters come to our Courage Awards a year later and talk about her husband's courage now from prison. So it's those kinds of interactions with these kinds of phenomenal people that we are really blessed to have as people, as part of this foundation every year. And, you know, as, as amazing as each year is, the, the next year has been more incredible because there are these people all around the world. It's just a matter of finding them and shining a light on their courage. Yep. It kind of shows like great exemplars from one year from the class of let's say 2022 Okide Foundation to the class of 2023. Every single year you're seeing all these different stories and you know the stories that you guys get to hear are the stories that actually get out there. There's yeah. probably like a countless other stories of you know similar people to like that journalist who are trying to do the same exact thing but they have no chance to actually you know tell the story because you know their family members are taken as well or everything just you know it goes to hell in a handbasket. Well, let me, but, since you're mentioning that, let me bring up what we created this year that's going to allow people all around the world to share their stories of courage, seen and unseen. Every night, every year when we leave the Yaki Courage Awards, there's just so much uh, enthusiasm and inspiration in that room. And we think this is great, but it happens once a year in Washington before 300 people. We want this to happen every day everywhere. So we created a new organization, a new movement called It Takes Courage. If you go to our website, it's ittakescourage.world. And it will be up fully functioning soon. There's a, you can see the launch video there, one minute launch video. But what it will enable people to do is to be inspired by courage and share their stories of courage. Um, we'll feature people on there much in the, the format of the Humans of New York. I don't know if you've ever seen that, where they take pictures of kind of everyday people and tell their remarkable backstories, right? So we're going to be highlighting people all around the world, sharing their stories of courage and encouraging others to share with us and be uh, a worldwide a catalog 
of courage. So wow. to your point, you know, these are the people we honor usually the ones that make it to the, the headlines of the international news, but there are hundreds of thousands of others out there who are doing it every day unseen. And we want to support that and shine a light on those acts of courage as well. That's awesome. So not only can it takes courage, like preserve um, what has already transpired, it can also inspire generations of future leaders, future people to just do the same. And if not, reach new heights. Perfectly said. That's exactly what our mission is with It Takes Courage. And we're creating two new awards at a separate award ceremony that'll take place all around the world. And one of them is the Youth Award. The other one is the Truth Award. So we'll be finding people 18 and under who show great courage in certain parts of the world and honoring them. And then the Truth Award is for people who either in the media or through the media expose wrongdoing. That's awesome. You, you, you said it exactly trying to inspire courage as well. Thank you. Um, moving on to our next question, Mr. Manados, I know that you have Greek heritage, but do you also have a personal connection to Okide? You know, it's one of those things where, so for my career, I've been blessed to, um, from Washington, D.C., work with U.S. policymakers and help them better appreciate uh, Greece and the Greek American community and the Greek Orthodox Church. So in that capacity, I've heard a lot of uh and highlight the ways in which Greece is unique and the way Greece has helped the world and the United States. And I'd always heard about the story of Day, but as you know, our people tend to be very proud and sometimes exaggerate a little bit uh, as to yep. what we have or haven't done. And so we're a little hesitant to get into Day, but until we realize there's a great story to tell, not from our people, but in the words of people like Winston Churchill and, and, and uh, President Roosevelt of the time in the United States. Winston Churchill famously said after the Greeks showed the courage that no longer will we say that um, heroes, uh, that Greeks fight like heroes, but that heroes fight like Greeks. Um, he also said, uh, I guess it was Roosevelt who said, were it not for the courage of the Greeks, we don't know. Or Roosevelt said, uh, when the whole world lost hope, the Greeks dared to question the invincibility of the German monster and raise up against it in the spirit of freedom. Mm -hmm. That was the United States president in 1940. And then it was uh, Churchill who also said that were not for the courage of the Greeks, we don't know what the outcome of the war would have been. So here are uh, world leaders speaking directly to this phenomenal act of courage and, and history changing act that the Greeks did in World War II. So we thought, you know what? We should help amplify that story that's being told by these, these famous people. So when we started, the purpose of it was just to let people even know about Okidae beyond the Greek American community. People didn't know. Well, we're proud to say that many people, and even venture to say most people in Washington, are now aware of the story of Okidae as it's being told by some of the great heroes for courage today. So, um, you know, that that's my connection is is as a Greek American hearing it over the years, but then you know really appreciating and amplifying it in recent years. Perfect. Two things. First one, um, the Okidae Foundation was actually really like instrumental in my learning of Okidae, of what is Okidae. I remember going on YouTube a few years ago, watching the videos um, and just, you know, going one by one. Sometimes I was watching like some longer documentaries, like 50 minutes, 60 minutes. And then I was watching like a small videos about what's Philotimo, what does Okidae mean? What exactly was it, right? So then I'd pick up bits and pieces from all. So just this interview is pretty surreal for me because 
I was watching the videos and I'm actually speaking to you. So it's, 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 it's awesome. Um, <laughs> kind of you to say, thank you, Alex. But, but another thing, um, in life, I, I do agree with you. It's not what you think of yourself. It's what others think about you, right? Once you die, a lot of it's going to come out to what does history regard you as, right? What feels good in the moment might not be good in five years, right? So there's like, there's a huge balance and the heroes of 1940, I think that they found that balance and that in 1940, they were regarded as heroes and still today they are regarded as heroes. And in a thousand years from now, they will still be regarded as heroes. So true. Yeah. That's very, that's very uh, insightful for someone of your young age to see the world that way. That's, but it, that's, as you get old, like me, you definitely start to see the world that way and ask yourself, how can I make a difference uh, beyond um, my time here on earth? Mm -hmm. Moving on to our penultimate question. Okay. If you could give one message to young Greeks like myself in the diaspora about freedom, what message would you give them? Message for Greek Americans about freedom. I would, I would tell them to take great pride in the fact that it was our heritage that created democracy, a, a, a an important manifestation of freedom, right? Uh, and helped maintain it uh, very courageously when the odds were stacked against us in World War II. Now, that's one side of the coin, right? That we that you should mm -hmm. be very proud. But the other side of the coin is that you have an obligation to continue uh, as, as a fellow Greek, uh, this um, very proud legacy that our people have created and standing up for what is right and defending freedom. So I think each one of us should ask ourselves, what are we doing uh, to, to defend freedom and, uh, and a, a free world? Um, but that, you know, pieces of that also are, you know, fighting uh, oppression and discrimination and anti-Semitism as well. So uh, it's a very proud history, but it's also um, a great calling for all Greek Americans. 100% true. Um, the job isn't done. There's right. still more to be done. You know, in, the, in my lifetime, in your lifetime, there's been so many conflicts, so many, you know, um, examples of oppression, so many examples of subjugation. So we still have to deal with it. The job's not done. We got to continue. And if we want to be effective global citizens, we have to realize if we silence ourselves and if we don't do anything, then, you know, we're going to see these atrocities continue to continue throughout history. Yeah, so true. Now to a more happy question to end things off. Uh, the future of Okide as a foundation looks really promising. Thank so is there anything in the near future um, that, you know, listeners to the podcast should be aware of? Sure. Well, I would encourage you to go to our website, ohidefoundation.org, and you can see there videos, not only the basics of Ohide and, and uh, the story of Ohide, the uh, Filotimo video, but also uh, videos from our, um, our Ohi Courage and Service Awards over the years. You can hear some really inspiring speeches. You can hear uh, world-renowned leaders talk about Ohi Courage. Um, you can see the pictures from the event. If any of you are ever inclined to attend one of these years, we'd love to have you be involved in some way. Uh, so you can please you know, reach out. I think our email is on there, but I think it's info at ohidefoundation.org. 
Um, but stay tuned. I think this It Takes Courage movement is, I think, something that's important, but also very geared to young Greeks, right? It's a way for them to carry on um, what the Greeks did in World War II and what kind of the, their parents' generation are doing and telling the story of Ohide. Well, they can take it to the next level and say, you know, I'm proud that, that courage and defending freedom is in my blood. And this It Takes Courage movement all around the world is going to encourage others, inspire courage. So be a part of that. It's, it's a fun way to get involved. You can share your stories of courage. You can um, learn every day about seen and unseen acts of courage around the world. That's perfect. Um, we're for sure going to pass that message around. We're going to tell our friends. We're going to tell our viewers. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's all for now. So thank you, Mike, for the, this beautiful episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope that the viewers enjoy it. And thank you. That's about it. Thanks.